You know what that sound is. Yo, 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 what is good? It's your boy and we out here smoking a spliff at 12.30 in the morning. You know the vibes, you know the vibes, you know the vibes. It's Taurus season, bitch. If I'm not sleeping, I'm fucking. If I'm not fucking, I'm eating. If I'm not eating, I'm minding my own fucking business in solitude. Probably sitting down somewhere with a nice view. Not moving. Literally not moving a single muscle. Just sitting. Dude, shout out Jakaya. Shout out Jakai because she knows exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. Jakai doesn't even know that I'm recording an episode right now nor that I'm talking about her, but I'm telling you right now in this moment, she gets the vibes. Shout out all my 12th housers. If you have a 12th house, sun, moon, Venus, Mercury, Mars, bitch, you get me and I get you and I fucks with you. Like I fucks with you so heavy and you don't even know it yet. But when you know it, you'll feel it. And when you feel it, I know you'll tell me because it happens every fucking time. Yo, God is good. Can I get an amen? God is the greatest. Amen, baby. Hallelujah. What's good? Did I tell you it was Taurus season? What did I tell you in the Coachella podcast? Taurus season is going to teach you how to chill the fuck out, slow the fuck down, and it will test your patience. Bitch, it will test your patience. Oh, yes, it will. Oh, yes, it will. Baby. Baby. It's all with a purpose, though. You know, I've been teaching dance classes lately through the grace of God. And I'm (coughs) realizing how (coughs) children, people as young as like 14, 15, 16, bro, are walking around living such stress-filled lives. I feel so bad for these students. Dude, I taught a dance class at a local gym the other day. And I taught a dance to Blick Blick by Nicki Minaj. And every time I start a dance class, I go into the dance class like, yo, what's good? If you guys don't know me, if we've never met before, if we've never connected, my name's Cameron. This is my vibe. I'm huge on being light. I believe that light is the key to life, to live light, move light, be light. It, it's a it's a lifestyle to be light in every way, to be light. I'm going to put that on a fucking shirt, to be light, like literally to be light. You get me? And whenever I go off on my philosophical tangents in the middle of a hip hop dance class, I definitely get some stares of people who are, like, confused as fuck, which then prompts me to clarify my perspective and be a bit more mm, transparent with my perspective. And I found myself teaching these, these high schoolers more than just dance. Uh... As of lately, I've been really emphasizing the power of meditation, the power of mind over body, the power of just your spirit, your self-cultivated spirit. And because I've been doing the Zaw Walks with Umber and the Quietest Revolution and Refam, shout out Umber, I love you so much. Shout out Refam, I love you all so much. Refam supports me more than 
people who have known me for over a decade. So I just like my my love and appreciation and loyalty to RevFam runs so deep because they have been the best mirror for my soul. And by that, I mean, I feel reciprocity. I feel what I put out being reciprocated by those who are RevFam. Like they just get it. When you get it, you get it. And like, I can't, I can't make you get it. You got to get it on your own. And when you get it on your own, then we can enjoy what we create. Those who get me, get me. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be one of those. Bitch, it's 1230 in the morning and I'm drinking iced coffee and I'm smoking a spliff. Do you? And it's Taurus season. Bitch, the moon is in Leo. Let me talk. Let me talk. Let me talk. And then the moon's going to go into Virgo. Ooh. And it's funny because all I have planned tomorrow is clean. Clean my car, clean my room, ship out packages, clean my inventory. Ooh, all the all the mechanics behind running a business will be taken care for tomorrow as the moon transits into Virgo, which is so fitting. Dude, I, dude, literally probably two years ago, while the moon was in Virgo in Taurus season, I completely renovated my room. I moved all my furniture around. I put shelves in my room, rearranged my closet, threw out a ton of old clothes. Like, yo, whenever the moon is in Virgo, I am... That, those are my purging days. I love to purge when the moon is in Virgo. I don't know what it is, but naturally, I find that those are the easiest days for me to do housework or laundry or um, very detailed activities. Anyway, back to these dance classes. Yeah, so I'm in this dance class. I, I, I'm reminding everyone of not only the choreography, but of how to maintain yourself. I'm huge on becoming a character. Something that I tell my dance students in my classes is that when you walk on the stage, I need you to embody a specific vibe, a specific persona, a specific aura. You, you, and, and you know what you want to be based off of what makes you excited about watching live performances and i always give people the example of beyonce i always i always remind my students i don't know what you've been exposed to i don't know what type of life you've lived but when i go on a stage i know that i'm here because people want to be entertained people want to feel alive people want to connect they want to be inspired they want to see something new. They want to feel something. And as a completely just honest individual, the first artist who really got my gears going so much so that I memorized all of her live choreographed performances and then manifested myself singing into her microphone. Y'all know I've been through this with y'all. You know me and Beyonce, we got history, okay? How many of y'all can say you fucking touch Beyonce? Bitch, you can't, but I can. Can you believe that? I can believe it. I, amen. I deserved that moment. Yo. So I always tell my students, listen, me and Beyonce, like, that is my girl. When I get on the stage, you cannot call me anything but Beyonce. The way I stand, the way I'm a put my hands on my hips the way I'm gonna shake my ass. And I don't even have an ass. I have a long back. I have no butt whatsoever. I... 
I just, it is what it is. One day, and one day when I have a fat ass, I will go back to this podcast and just laugh at myself. But anyway, that's not important. Um, What's important is when I tell these students my connection with Beyonce and my love and appreciation and gratitude for her and her craft and her performance skills, they feel the vibe. They know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. They know exactly why I walk the way I walk when I'm performing. They know exactly why I don't give a fuck about anyone else in the room. And I'm very transparent with my students. I will tell them, I don't give a fuck if you like me or not. My job is not for you to like me. I'm not concerned about what your response to my authenticity is going to be. I don't give a fuck. All I give a fuck about is me being happy with me, me being happy with with my honest expression and and I'm most happy with my honest expression when I don't think about it, when I just am and I just share and I just open my mind and allow whatever comes up to be shared and, and to come out. Whatever comes up must come out. And when I was in this dance class telling all these students that I wanted them to, you know, think about Nicki Minaj and how she would be on the streets of New York and just how she wouldn't be so tight with her shoulders and how she would kind of, you know, be loose with it and rock with it and and not be so tense. I saw some of the girls like, oh, shit, he's right. I don't got to be a fucking stick in this dance class. I can loosen up. I can be a little raunchy, a little ratchet, and it's it's appreciated here. This is this is the vibe that we're going for. This is dope. This is cool. I'm turning into a character. Okay, okay. The joy that I had as a teacher to watch these these young girls' minds open up, watching them embody this different artistic persona character version of themselves holy shit to guide them to that space as an individual as a lover of the arts that was so fucking amazing thank you god thank you god i just i i i truly hope one day through the grace of god that i find a dance studio that is willing to work with me and allow me to teach classes i would love to just have my own space that the public can find me in. It's, and I have people asking me all the time. There's so many people who are like, Cameron, when are you going to do Zoom dance classes? Cameron, when are you going to teach local dance classes? Cameron, can we do privates? Cameron, can we do one-on-one? Can you teach me? Can can you show me how you did that? This, that, the other. And it's like, ah, I want to do it. It's not that I don't want to do it. I want to do it all. I know I could do it all. But God's time. Taurus time. Taurus time. And I'm not going to trip about it. It's going to happen when it happens. And when it happens, everything's going to fall into place perfectly. And if it happens the way that I want it to happen, I'm not going to have to pay a single fucking dime for the things that I'd need, for the space that I'd want to rent out. Everything's going to work when it is best for me to open those services up to the public. But for right now, I am thankful for the experiences that I've had so far that have led me towards those dreams of wanting to be a teacher i i truly think that being a teacher is such a big blessing it's one of the greatest gifts that the divine gives us allows us to be a teacher so much appreciation for teachers fam um 
aside from teaching these these students how to embody a different type of character when they're performing when they're on stage i also led them through a meditation and i led them through a form of auric cleansing and i did what umber does in her zaw walks if you guys don't follow the quietest revolution 110 million thousand percent i recommend you do every now and then she does these live instagram meditation walks and i if i if she's live i don't give a fuck where i am literally i've been at house parties where i've been like sorry umber's live i'm i'm watching her this is this is like pure intelligence <laughs> mashallah mashallah of course she's human of course she's just like all of us but there's never a time where i don't feel lighter after spending time with her so anytime she's live i try to catch it in her lives she guides us through giving our worries and our struggles and our fears and our um troubled thoughts over to the divine and so let's try let's try it here Let, let's get the vibe in here you know imagine imagine this y'all first i just want to say if you're going through anything that's that's hurting your heart if your life is in hey i will say we are in eclipse season this taurus scorpio axis does not play taurus what is it it's very sensual it's very sensual it's very slow it's very stubborn as is scorpio i'm talking about stubbornness here but if taurus's self-governed finances and intimacy and beauty and remembering that we are connected to venus you know all these venusian aspects if we look at taurus and then think of scorpio scorpio being otherly governed finances and death and rebirth and sex and taboo and a different type of intimacy and a different type of emotional connection remembering that we're connected to mars and there's this level of aggression uh, assertion that not everyone can one understand two stand to be around and and three work with you know scorpios need people of a certain intelligence i every scorpio i know hates stupid people they just do not like them don't like to be around them don't like to look at them won't even care to listen to them would literally tell them to shut up or worse just completely ignore their entire existence when they choose to share anything like if a scorpio does not admire you in some way think that they can learn something from you you're really gonna get nothing from them is what i've learned is what i've observed as well yo in the viciousness with these scorpios taurus energy is very i i'd like to say that we're gentle creatures listen if you're not waving a red fucking flag in my face i'm not gonna go fucking run you over I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not going to be... I, I, I'm working at my old job again. Thank God. Thank God for the, for the 
consistent money flow, okay? We, yo, I didn't work a legit job for over a year. God bless. I straight the fuck up, lived my life, lived my best fucking life. I sold crystals all last summer, made some fucking bank just teaching people about minerals and stones and meditation and cleansing and connecting to mother nature, yo. And God took care of me. God gave me everything that I that I initially wanted and more. God removed my obstacles. He elevated me to to places that I I couldn't have even fathomed if he had given me the option to ask for my greatest desire. Do you get where I'm going at? He is so great. He is so good. If there's anything in your life right now that is bothering you, I want you to know that the divine will not allow you to suffer forever. The best days are ahead of you. I promise you, you have not lived your best day yet. I promise you, never give up hope, never give up faith. You got this, you got this, you got this. Everything you need is within you. I've been watching The Legend of Korra lately, and Korra, throughout season two and three, she loses that, that avatar spirit. She loses Rava. She can't connect to her spiritual being. Whenever she tries to meditate and connect spiritually, she's blocked, and, and her fears come up, and, and she gets lost in this overflow of emotion and doesn't know how to control herself and doesn't even know if she believes in herself and is questioning her capabilities and her authenticity and her power and, and is wondering if she's even deserving of the life that she's living and the abundance that she can call to her. And when she finally pushes through all these intense feelings, all these intense emotions, and, and really tries to make sense of her fears and how irrational her fears are and chooses to adopt a different perspective, that's when Rava returns to her body. And, and she feels the spiritual connection and she drops into the spiritual realm and she's surrounded by this garden of beautiful flowers and butterflies and animals and trees and sunlight. And she just holds her chest and she says, Rava, I missed you. Where have you been? And the only thing Rava responds is, I've always been within you. I've always been here. And I think that's truly how the divine is for us. The divine never leaves us. You rem Have you ever heard of the poem of Footprints in the Sand? I don't remember it verbatim right now, especially mid-spliff. But the first time I heard that poem, I was on my confirmation retreat. And this talk that was being given was of one... Um, I believe this father was about to lose his son, thought his son was dying. His son had a near-death experience. His father was going through a lot of emotions, a lot of turbulence in his life. And he didn't know how to continue. He didn't know, he didn't have a support system. He didn't necessarily emote to anyone in his life about his deep struggles but he knew that the divine was always with him he had extreme faith in god 
And so in his talk, as he was explaining to us why he believes so deeply in the divine, he brings up this poem of Footprints in the Sand. And it talks about how during your toughest times, sometimes we feel like we're alone. And we look at the ground and we look at where we've been in it and we can only see one pair of footprints in the sand and it feels like all this turmoil, all this sadness, all this aggression, we're dealing with it alone. And all we see is our our footprints. No one else's. There's no one, there's no support, there's no help, there's no assistance. But in reality, those weren't our footprints. Those were God's footprints. And he had been carrying you throughout your darkest times. And that poem really does it for me. I don't know. I totally butchered that. I know I butchered it. I'll look it up. I'll post it. You know the vibes. My Instagram is popping. It'll give me a... It'll be in one of those collage dumps. Yo, aren't my dumps fire? My picture dumps? My life is so lit. God is good. I've been eating such good food this tourist season. Yo, shout out all the foodies. Shout out all the foodies, okay? We always have the divine with us. If we call upon it. I don't think spirit works unless we ask for assistance. It's like... I think the same with angels. I think that's why prayer is so important because prayer is that direct communication to the divine where we get to ask what we need and 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 where we get to process, I think, some really intimate ideas. I hope this is making sense. <laughs> This is literally my bag. I'm in my car smoking a spliff, iced coffee, under a blanket. Man, I have more weed. Yo, I'm still going through my birthday weed. Yo, my friends gave me so much weed before I went to Coachella. I'm still smoking it. Mind you, I've given people weed from the batch of weed that they gave me. Like, yo, the abundance is overflowing over here. It's insane. It's literally insane. And I look around and I'm in awe at all the beauty that surrounds me. Not even just the material things. I'm talking the people. I'm talking the plants, the animals, the conversations, dude. Let me finish the story about the dance class so that I can finish my other stories that I want to tell you, man. Man, God is good. Back to this meditation thing. See, this is why Umber does it and I don't try to do it because I'd be butchering it because I can't replicate someone else's work. Like, you, you gotta be there. Y'all really should tap into the Quietest Revolution Patreon account because that's where you can replay all of her lives. And I am consistently re-watching old Zawalks because the idea behind the Zawalks is uh it's just so powerful like like they're the realest thing that that I've ever contributed contributed and contributed to they're the realest thing that I've ever physically done that's changed my perspective on life 
but in this visualization, when we think about our angels, she has us get into a calm space. And she asks us to pack away all of our worries, all of our stresses, all of our debts, to pack all of it away in a suitcase. And then to close the suitcase and give it over to the angels, to the angels that are always with us. And we ask the angels to please take care of it. Please handle all of these stresses, all of these worries, all of these situations that seem like they have no solutions to. We, we hand them over to the divine and we ask for assistance. And then we go through this meditation knowing that all of our troubles are being taken care for and all we choose to focus on is the newness that we wish to call into our lives. The newness which will assist us in alleviating those stresses and those worries and those fears even. It's beautiful. And so I found myself in this gym my very first time teaching a group of high school girls and I had them do that exact meditation and I had them take a few deep breaths with me and as they inhaled I had them imagine divine white light coming through the top of their crown chakra filling their entire body and then I imagined I told them to imagine on their exhale black smoke coming out of their nose their ears their palms the top of their head just black smoke exiting their aura, exiting their system. I had them do this a few times. And I had them do this in the middle of the dance class because I saw them getting flustered with my choreography. Uh, I, I just, what can I say? I've been doing this for a few years now and I can be very um, on a different level than high school students, I'm sure you can assume. So I gotta sometimes slow it down, but I also don't believe in slowing down my work or making my work less than what I would enjoy. Whenever I start a dance class, I always tell these students, like, if I'm picky, if I'm repeating myself, it's because I know what a good product looks like and I will never let you on a stage not looking good. I am too detail oriented to allow my to allow myself to physically allow myself to let you look bad I, I i cannot do that i will do everything in my power to make you look good i will give you the information that i go through i will tell you how i hype myself up how i continue through mistakes even how i recover i will tell you anything you need to know so that you look good so that my name that is attached to this performance, to this package, to this experience is, is one that I can be proud of, is one that I can, we all can look at and be like, yo, this was fucking dope. This, was, this made me feel good. I don't care if you enjoy the choreography, you're going to fucking feel good and you're going to like the vibe that we established because we love us and we established it so we know what's fucking good. Do you get me? Do you read me? Do you feel me? Come on now. I know you know what the fuck is good. After teaching these girls and, and just going through the, through the meditation with them, so many people 
reacted so positively. I just saw so many more smiles. Everyone finished the dance class on a high positive note. People were pushing through. People were laughing at themselves, making mistakes. And I always remind my students when we're in the when we're in the classroom, this is where you make your mistakes. This is where you look like a fool. I'll be damned if you go outside looking like fucking a mess because you chose to not be fully expressive in this space that is meant and curated for you to explore in. I will be damned if you choose to look like a fool out there instead of in here because you're worried about what your peers will think of you. I'll be fucking damned. Who gives a fuck? They all look fucking funny. Literally, the only way you will get better is by pushing through. Keep pushing the fuck through. I, oh, God is so good. I love, I love those moments. I live for those moments. And you know what the cherry on top of that experience was? At the end of the dance class, these girls surprised me with yellow tulips. I fucking love tulips. Literally one of my favorite flowers to have in my room or just in my kitchen near my sink. One of my favorite flowers to look at. The the vibrancy of the, oh man, just everything. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. They got me yellow tulips. I was on another one. I was screaming. I was like, girls, how did you know? Okay, but how did you know? And then they got me a little birthday cake. And then they sang happy birthday to me. And uh, the dance team that I taught choreography for was a dance team that I used to be president of a few, like five, six years ago. So just all of it, all of it. It, it was a beautiful experience. I loved every single thing so much and at the end there were so many girls who were so silent at the beginning of class that went up to me and said you know you were so positive this was the best class i've been in thank you for coming i hope i see you again i hope you come back like that is mm, mm, mwah, mwah, mwah. very few things can compare to the feeling of being appreciated for your honesty yeah <laughs> yeah yeah man yeah man it's fucking lit out here Taurus season is so lit Taurus season is so lit and you know what's crazy I choreographed that so man I taught that dance class two three days after my birthday I taught it on May 1st my birthday was April 28th. Yo, shout the fuck out to everyone who said happy birthday to me. This is exactly why I had to do this podcast before the Coachella Part 2 podcast. Because there's just so much that I need to say to a large group of people. And this is the best way for me to do it. Thank you all for the birthday love this year. Literally, this was the best year that I've ever lived through um experience birthday wise i i i felt so loved for a whole like i feel like I, my birthday was three weeks bro i literally feel like my birthday turned into a lifestyle i j shout out drake i love you all so fucking much thank you thank you for the love the prayers the posts the pictures the comments the money the gifts the ah uh, voice messages voice memos are the key to my heart shut the fuck up i love voice memos voice memos are so intimate man just thank you 
Thank you. It was so fun. I went out with so many different groups of people and I kept reminding everyone that it was near my birthday and I kept saying, it's my birthday. We're doing it because it's my birthday. And everyone that I was out with let me dance, let me act like a fool. I was flirting with everyone. Yo, man. Thank you. This has been such a fun tourist season. I have seen such a tremendous increase in positivity and of I've seen such a tremendous increase in reciprocation of love literally through everyone through people that I would not even expect it from it, it's like it's become the new standard talk to me nice is the new fucking standard bitch you better talk to me nice okay you better watch how you look at me and if you're not looking at me the right way you better look the fuck away and I've gotten into a point where I don't even need to tell these motherfuckers. They take one look and they already know. And when you know, that's when I'm happy because I don't need to explain nothing. I don't be explaining nothing to no one. Man. I swear to my mama. What the fuck is good? I... <laughs> I I'm... I... I, I just... Man, I really partied for like three fucking weekends straight for my birthday. Life is lit. My birthday celebration started at Coachella straight the fuck up and it finished fucking two nights ago. Man, my mind is everywhere. My mind is literally everywhere. This is this is Mercury and Aries, Gemini rising, heavy vibes. Yeah, I taught that dance class May 1st, but I went clubbing in San Francisco the night before. So I had no time to choreograph before the class. So when I got home from San Francisco, I took like an hour nap. I think I got home from SF at probably around 2 p.m. The dance class started at 5 p.m. I slept until 3.30 and then I got up at 3.30 and I started playing the song. I started playing Nikki's verse over and over and over again and I already have Nikki's verse memorized. Ayo. Hoes ain't fucking with Barbie. Brr. Tay to my pink Bob Marley. Brr. I got a whole army ass Charlie. Pull up with the killer. He the joker. I'm Harley. Brr. It's on Chunky Barbie. What? Me Onika Tanya. All these PRs done but bitch you in Puerto Ricanya. Fresh dude guess who? Drip me the wetsuit. One and a two. Give a fuck about the next two. Step one. Cross me. There won't be a step two. Come through with some bitches. This bad. They gon' step two. What? Bitch don't fuck with me in that Nikki verse. Come on now. Come on now. So I knew the lyrics, so I knew the verse. So when I was trying to choreograph, it was kind of easy because I already knew the flow. I knew the the Nikki vibe that I wanted to show. And so I made that dance in an hour. And then I went and I taught it. And then I got a bag and had a great experience. Like, yo, it was just so easy. So I, I, I love when everything is simple, easy, and it makes me feel lucky. I need that on a shirt too. Simple, easy, lucky. That has been the vibe. If it's not simple and it's not easy for me, why am I going to struggle? And it's like, not that I don't believe in a challenge. I love a good challenge. But challenges to me are still kind of easy. 
I, I think it's like I've won so many times and all I connect with is winning that I don't even think of losing as an option because no matter what I will win, I am not ever in the position to lose. It just never works out that way. I've always been a winner. I will always be a winner no matter what. I am a winner. I say this to myself all the time. There is not a damn thing you can do to take away my wins. That's the Gemini rising about to come out. Jupiter is now in Aries. You know whose natal Jupiter is in Aries? Me. Mine is in the 11th house. That's a dope placement. That's one of my favorite placements. But I'm not about to, I'm not about to take it there. Anyway, where do I want to take this conversation to next? Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let me spark this spliff. If you got it, smoke it. If you need to roll it, roll it. Mm. Mm. Being back at my restaurant job, I really want to tell y'all some things. Literally every single day. So I started, my first day back was Tuesday, I believe. And on Tuesday, all I did was like paperwork stuff. I did some online training stuff. I had to sit through a Zoom call. So that wasn't really working to me. The next day I came in, I think I came in on a Thursday. Yeah, I worked Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So Thursday I came in and I didn't recognize the first table I had, but the second group of people that came in were a group of three kids. They were like three people my age. One girl had really nice makeup and nice eyelashes, so I complimented her eyelashes. And the other two were siblings, but they looked cute too. One was a guy, one was a girl, so I like gave them compliments too, you know? I love giving compliments. Compliments are so important to setting the vibe. But these people like looked super fucking familiar. And I, I took their order. I said, what's up to them? I got them drinks from the bar. I, I helped them out and everything. And the entire time I kept thinking to myself, how the fuck do I know these people? Because they didn't, they acted kind of brand new when I was talking to them. But we were both looking at each other like, like, do I know you from somewhere? Or what the fuck is this? And they finished their meal. But as I was cleaning their table, it hit me. And I was like, oh, fuck, I know. I remember exactly where I know you from. And get this, like three years ago when I started serving at this restaurant, there was one table of teenagers who came in one night and they sat in my section. And I remember we were hella laughing. We, we had a really good conversation that night. And as they were leaving, they left their phone number on one of the receipt papers. And next to their phone numbers, it said, text us when you get off. We'll smoke you out. I think they were one of my last tables and I was closing that night. And so I'm, uh, 
I like making new friends. I'm a social butterfly. It's fun to be spontaneous. I'll hang out with you if I just met you and I caught a good vibe. Like, why not? I'll see where the night takes me. I'll go wherever the wind flows, baby. Those spontaneous moments are some of my favorite moments. I Like I said, I like when I don't have to try. I like when everything's easy. And it's just like, okay, cool. This is presented to me. I'm going to take it. I'm going to see what's good. I'm going to go into this with an open mind. Open heart, open mind. They were nice people, whatever. So I go and we ended up taking dabs somewhere in the back roads of fucking Morgan Hill. It was lit. It was fun. Uh, but I never saw them again after we smoked that night. And I brought some weed to the sesh. I think I had one of my cartridges, like one of my pens. So passed that around. We took a few dabs, had a few laughs. And then I never saw them again. So when I reminded them of that story, all three of them started busting the fuck up laughing. And they were like, bro, we thought it was you. And then the guy at the table was like, your name's Cameron, right? And I was like, yeah, it was definitely you guys. And it just felt so good to reconnect with those people. It was one of those moments where I just, uh, it, it's, it was so nice to see familiar faces in a old but new setting. I don't know. I, I just, I love, I love that. I love people kind of re-entering at an appropriate time, a more appropriate time. It's always interesting to me who finds me in specific spaces. I feel like even the guests that come into the restaurant that sit at my tables on my shifts are sent for a specific reason. Every Everything is connected. Everything is connected. That was on my first day serving back. I ran into those people. The next day, I ran into the girl who started me in makeup. I don't know if I've ever told you guys this story, but... Man, when I first started wearing makeup, I was only wearing... Uh, I was wearing the Fenty Gloss Bomb Diamond Lip Gloss the silvery one you know because diamond gloss bomb is everything and i was only wearing foundation powder and a little bit of bronzer did not really use any blush i used the diamond bomb highlighter from fenty as well and that was probably about it i didn't own any eyeshadows i had one lipstick and it was candy venom from fenty and the only reason i had that lipstick was because it was a free gift when I bought my last restock of the lip gloss. So I was like, fuck it, I guess now I'm getting into lipsticks. Anyway, one day I was working at the restaurant and I was wearing a little bit of lips, lip gloss and foundation and I met this lesbian couple and we really hit it off. I think we were talking about dance, we were talking about some of the other activities that I'm interested in and she asked about me wearing makeup and she asked how long I had been doing it. And I told her, yo, I just started wearing makeup very recently. I don't own much. I don't even know what to buy. I don't even know what would look good or how to use it. So I just have refrained from exploring and experimenting with different product. And she looked and she laughed and she was like, I have so much makeup at home that is brand new. It's unused. I haven't touched any of the packaging since I bought it. I'm just going to bring it to you. And people say shit all the time, you know? 
So I, I laughed and I said, that's so sweet. I would love it. You know, whatever you got, I would, I would love to take it off your hands, seriously. And she's like, okay, I think I have a palette in mind. I'll, I'll be back. And a few days go by, maybe even a few weeks. But she does come back. And there's one day I'm serving and it, it was random as fuck. I don't even think she came in to have dinner or even to have a drink. She just came in with this bag. It was a Bed Bath & Beyond bag. Or was it a Bath & I think it was a Bath & Body Works bag. That's the checkered. It's like checkered print, the blue, right? Anyway, she comes in with one of those bags. And she's like, here, this is all the makeup that I was thinking about when we had our conversation. I want you to have all of it. Like, explore. I I'm so happy you're choosing to go down this journey to keep... To keep uh, experimenting with your looks I, I would love for you to have all this stuff and bitch when i opened the bag it was two 24 pan benefit eyeshadow palettes one was a neutral eyeshadow palette the other one was bold colors so you had all of the primary colors you had greens oranges reds blues yellows literally any color that i would need burgundies hot pinks light pinks white oh my gosh i, I was gassed then she got me three smaller NYX eye palettes that were more metallic shades and more um, curated to a specific eye palette. I think there was a red one. There was a sunset one with like hot orange, hot pink, those vibes. Then she got me a highlighter and contour palette. And then she got me this other eye, neutral eye palette and just all kinds of fucking shit dude and i was like whoa 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 this is crazy like straight the fuck up this is crazy like uh, i'm a huge believer in free things i'm a taurus i'm gonna be completely fucking honest with you i love free things yeah give it to me just give it to me like why do i need no i believe that Anything I want could just be given to me at any random moment because it's what I want and I'm deserving of all good things, especially things that would benefit me in my life. And I'm someone who knows how to use material things to benefit my life and make my life more efficient, more enjoyable, more lavish. And I find that when I live a lavish life, I feel really fucking good. And when I, re when I feel really fucking good, everything gets so much better. So I think the universe looks at me and is like, yo, give him more because he's using it to be a better person. He's using it to be better, to share more, to be more open, to live life happily, carefree, stress-free. And this is all I want of my people to, to learn, to explore, to be curious, never lo lose the curiosity. Yeah, yeah, I like things being given to me. And... Like I said earlier, there's so much that I want to do in my life, but I f find that by going with what's in front of me, and at that moment, makeup was in front of me. Everything was pointing towards getting a job in makeup. And then a few months later, I started working at Bare Minerals, and now look at how I do my makeup. Bitch, I am talented. <laughs> okay, pat on the back. Yo, and shout out Stay Slay Beauty. Shout out Yesenia. Yesenia is the shit.
Because Sydney did my makeup one time. And ever since then, I've been contouring my face differently. I've been applying bronzer differently. I straight the fuck up told her when she did my bronzer, this is the best bronzer that I've ever seen on my face. Thank you. Thank you. Like, wow. You know, she's taste. Rising Libra, Taurus Sun, Gemini Moon. She's literally, I look at her and I'm like, ah, oh, I love every ounce of you. Every bit. I love you. I love you. Talent. Yes, I love you. Beauty, yes, I love you. Kindness, yes, I love you. You see how God works with me? Do you, you, you see? You see. I know he's there. All because I choose to be open. <sighs> There's so many people who work in the service industry who are so bitter all the fucking time and who are literally rude to people whom they've never met. And it blows my mind. Why are you mad? Why are you mean? Why are you ugly? Don't you know your beauty comes from within? Why are you ugly? Why are you setting the tone between people and, and choosing for it to be a low one when they're the one who could put money in your pocket right now are you dumb mm. yesterday i was working and Yes, I ran into more people <laughs> who were familiar faces. It was really cute. I think the people at the bar who hang out at the bar top are are the same regulars who were there four or five years ago. And so they know the vibes. They've seen me go from host to food runner to to-go to server to cocktail. And so I think my connection with them is an unspoken one and it's more of like an I salute you know you know those people who you just look to and you head nod you don't really conversate with them but if you're in the same room with them same vicinity you're gonna like give your respects with the head nod those are my head nod people and when they saw me again they all actually spoke to me and it was kind of interesting to me because we never had deep conversations but all these people wanted to hear from me and it felt so good <sighs> I don't know. This recording is going to end at an hour. I'm at 51 minutes. I'm going to tell you one more story of something that happened today. I don't know if this is going to continue. I might. I might fuck around. This might just be one of those episodes, you know? But I do also got to get some other shit done. It's currently 1.11 a.m. Sparking the spliff. Let's go. So, when my ex fucked up my car and he burnt down the... Chinese restaurant <laughs> in the town that I live in and slashed all of my neighbor's tires. Yeah, when he did that, mentally I was in a dark place. I was hurt. I was distraught. And I couldn't stop thinking about him. And one day I showed up to work. I think it was the next day that it happened. I showed up to work and I had to get dropped off because obviously my car was fucked up. And one of my regulars looked at me and she's a girl who comes in and just enjoys lunch by herself 
often on Mondays or Tuesdays. And it was a Monday morning shift. I had to open that day and I was the only server working. She looked at me and she said, sweetheart, you don't look too good today. You normally more talkative, more expressive. What's wrong? Like, like, are you okay? And no one really asks if I'm okay often. I think people understand that I like my solitude, especially my close people. I don't know. Something about that moment when she asked if I was okay just really fucked me up. And I bursted into tears. And I told her everything that happened. You guys know the story, and if you don't, it's irrelevant, so... You just had to have been there. And then she tells me that, you know, we, we can't be, we can't control other people's actions. People will do whatever they seem, um, whatever they want to do. And it, it'll never be something that we can dictate. Then she tells me that a few years ago when she was younger, she had a daughter and her daughter got in some sort of accident to where she was in a full body cast. I think she was around the age of nine. And her daughter ended up dying due to the severity of the injury that she sustained. And she never had another kid after that. A few years after her daughter died, her husband at the time also killed himself. So she really had no one. And this girl is is older. She may be in her 50s, even 60s. And it's the middle of the day. She's enjoying lunch. She's the only one in my section. I'm crying at her table, and, and she's just opening up to me. And she's telling me all these things. And she says, I could have given up too. But I didn't. I couldn't, no matter how hard things got, no matter how devastating my reality was, I knew I had to keep trying, that there could be better, that there would be better, that I wouldn't have to suffer for forever. And now she's married, remarried to a new man. She She's from Pennsylvania, from a town of like literally 2,000 people. It's crazy. She said that her high school graduating class was 50 people. That's insane. That's crazy to me. But, um, she met a man who lived in California and he asked her to move out here and he takes care of her. He bought a house for her back in Pennsylvania so she could go back and visit whenever she wants. And and she's living happily and she's, she's, uh, she's enjoying her life. Um, when I had that conversation with her, that was probably November 2019. 
November 2020. It was 2020. 2020 was a fucked year. It was definitely 2020. Um, and then I got fired from that job in February of 21. So probably three months after we had that conversation, I stopped seeing her. And today when I saw her, she walked into the restaurant and we looked at each other and I was like, oh my gosh, it is so good to see you again. Like, I'm so happy to see you. I couldn't remember her name for the life of me, but I just saw her face and I'm never, I'm good with faces, bad with names. I saw her face, looked in her eyes and I, I knew, I knew it was her. And we both lit up. She had the biggest smile on her face. I was like, please sit in my section. I was like, you know where you sit. I know what's good. You want a Diet Coke? I'll get you started. Let me take care of you. And man, we had another really good talk today. Of course, it was Mother's Day yesterday. So she reminded me of the story of her daughter because she she said that Mother's Day is always a, a difficult week to get through. Her daughter, may she rest in peace, also passed away on May 14th. And that's about four days away. So the anniversary of her death is coming up. So I imagine that this is a tough time for her. Uh, And and we talked today. We had a really nice talk. Mm. And as she was checking out, she looked at me and she said, here's your tip, but along with it is also your Christmas present. And I looked at her and I was like, what? Like... What are you talking about? And she said that last Christmas, I'm assuming the Christmas of 2020, bro, that's like two years ago, right? Whatever. Uh, She said that that Christmas, she had got me a Christmas card with the money that she gave me today in it, but she carried it around in her purse for six months and kept coming to Chili's. And she said after six months, she kind of realized that I stopped working there for whatever reason. And she said, had I known where you'd gone, I would have followed and you would have received this earlier. But since you're here now, I figured this is the best time to give you your gift. Mm. May God bless and protect her. Because it's people like that 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 remind me uh, that what really is happening is so much bigger than what I can even fathom. What we're a part of is so much bigger than I'll ever be able to put into words. I truly love life. I love meeting those people and having those genuine conversations and connections and just being able to... I feel like that's healing when you can talk about something and not allow it to be a a tragedy anymore and and remind yourself of the beauty that was experienced. That's that's healing. That's that's light to be light, to live light, to move light, to be light. (sighs) I'm so happy with the decisions I've made. I'm so happy I chose to go back to that establishment the people that are working there are completely new i work with an entirely new staff and i still get to enjoy what i loved most which was connection i love you all
so fucking tight.